It's coffee coffee break. break. Back from our week off for Thanksgiving. Didn't know I was going to take that week off. Sometimes it sneaks up on you. It was a crazy week. It usually is. Yeah. Around holidays. Not to brag, but I had to only work three days last week. I could have worked only three days, but I chose to work an extra two. Yeah, you worked on the weekend to run and hide from me. I didn't run and hide. Also, you were doing things that you wanted to be alone. You were playing your game. I was playing games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. Just needed a break. A coffee break? <laughs> yeah, not a coffee break. Just, just a break from everything. Nice. Going back, getting ready to wrap up the whole year. Yep. It's crazy that we're already near the end of the year. Yeah, it's going to end really quick here. I don't know what happened. We were trudging through the doldrums of summer, and then I blinked, and now here we are. (laughs) Summer was pretty quick. I don't know. I felt like that was the slowest time of the year for me. Mm, Okay. I was thinking of last winter, and I was like, (laughs) that was pretty miserable. But we're back now. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there also wasn't much going on last week because everyone was getting ready for the holiday. Yeah, I, fascinatingly, apparently, um, Black Friday just didn't work this year. People are are calling it Broke Friday. (laughs) Good job, news reporters. (laughs) Broke Friday? Yeah, because no one did anything. No one went out. None of the deals were good. Well, yeah, that's their fault then. Yes, so no one bought anything. And so... There's just videos of just empty parking lots, empty stores, all Black Friday. Damn. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. Well, it doesn't make sense to shop for these deals, especially when they they just do them whenever they want. Also, like a lot of people are looking and it's like, on sale, $300. But it's like, then they pulled back the sign and its normal price was already $300. Yeah. They just marked it up. And then marked it down, and it's just a normal price. It's not actually a sale. <laughs> yeah, that's been a big problem, especially with the uh, like Walmart and Sam's Club yep. or Costco, Best Buy, things like that. Yep, but Best Buy overcharges you for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because they have a more professional selection doesn't mean you're actually getting better stuff. Also, another thing that I think happened was everyone who would be out shopping had to work. True. So there's no consumers. They're all working. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? So, like, especially retail, you only get Thanksgiving off. And even then, sometimes you don't. Yeah, sometimes you have to work Thanksgiving night because of Black Friday. Yeah. So that's pretty funny that it busted. Yeah. I was looking at the Amazon deals and I was like, yeah, but none of this is like named goods. Yeah. And I don't need a weird blanket sweater hoodie thing. It was really dumb. It was bigger than the person. Nice. Because you're supposed to, like... I think I've seen them before. (laughs) I'm not too impressed with the idea, because I'm like, Snuggies exist. You know that, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Also, a Snuggie is just a robe that you were wearing backwards. You ever realize that? (laughs) I guess. Yeah, I I had a Snuggie, and I opened it, and I put it on, and I'm like, this is just a robe. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't very comfortable for me. But I'll just take my blanket, and I'll just wrap myself up in the blanket. yeah. So we're going to start off with the news, like usual. Woo! Uh, Beetlejuice 2. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's happening? Yeah. What? Is this the one that I... Tell me about it. I want to know about it. 
Uh, not much is known about it other than Tim Burton came back. Did he really? Uh, I don't know if he directed it. I'm sure he did. Or at least Michael was Keaton. an executive producer in some regard. <laughs> yeah, Michael Keaton came back as Beetlejuice. Wow. It's been a long time since he's been Beetlejuice. Yep. Can he still do that voice? I'm sure it can. Oh, it's going to be murder on him, though. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe? Yep, he plays a dead cop. Nice. That's all we know. We just know he's in the movie. <laughs> and uh, Jenna Ortega is the new goth girl in the movie. Cool. Cool. Awesome. I've I've said multiple times, I don't know if I've said it on Coffee Break, but I've said multiple times that I was hoping they would remake Beetlejuice so that I could watch Beetlejuice without having to see um, Alec Baldwin. <laughs> well, you're going to get it. Yes. <laughs> when it, it's filming, some reports say it's done filming. Some reports are saying they are just getting like extra shots. Mm. Anyways, what I wanted to talk about was actually Jenna Ortega. Yeah. Because more news about her came out. Nothing bad. She's not going to be in Scream 7. Mm-hmm. This has nothing to do with her co-star being fired for, um... No good reason. <laughs> for talking about the ongoing conflict in the East. Yeah. Uh, we will not get into that in this podcast ever. <laughs> we do try to avoid politics. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they, they seep through. Mm-hmm. And... And here, uh, her co-star decided to express her feelings. And a lot of people are divided on this issue. It's getting scarier and scarier. I don't think you should be fired for having a different idea on this issue. Who runs Hollywood? Hmm. Anyways. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Jenna Ortega said she can't come back because she's too busy filming not only Beetlejuice, but she's going to Ireland to do Wednesday Season 2. Finally. Which means we won't see it until next Thanksgiving. That's fine. That's when they drop to the first season. But it'll be a two-year difference. I think that's fine. You know, Wednesday wasn't one that I was like, ah, oh, we have to get right back into it right away. Mm-hmm. I'd rather actually have them take their time and make it, like, actually good, this one. <laughs> Hopefully, maybe. Also, I can't blame Jenna Ortega for looking at the Scream franchise and seeing that sinking ship. You know what everyone else did when they joined Scream? Like Matthew Lillard? Uh, they jumped. And then they did something else with their careers. <laughs> well, his character died. Yeah, was still. Courtney Cox, is she still dragging herself back to these movies? Over I think and over? so. Is she really? Yeah. I guess she doesn't have much else going on. She's got all the friends money. That's true. <laughs> she can just do whatever she wants. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Jenna Ortega will not be in Scream 7, but they are currently working on uh, Wednesday. Cool. I'm excited, actually, though. <laughs> so the Dust Golem, who leaks information about Capcom. Is that usually, their name? Uh, that's his, their hidden name. Okay. Right, they usually do tweets or posts. They have said that at the end of this year, Capcom will announce a big game for next year. Mm. But in 2024, there is no new Resident Evil games. That makes sense. Especially with the uh, the new Garbage Eggs that we just released, yep. which you should watch if you haven't yet. Uh, we talk, Looking at the timeline of release dates, every, having a year off has become more regular for Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a year off or... 
I mean, the main games, not the remakes, the main games, they take, I don't know, maybe four to five years to make. Mm-hmm. But so, that's going to say that that doesn't mean in 2025 there isn't a new Resident Evil. Yeah. So it, it's like, okay, it makes sense. Also, the market's kind of being flooded right now again with horror survival because of the success of these Resident Evil remakes. You sound so sad about it. <laughs> it it's Silent Hill too. So, anyways, uh, this new big Capcom game. Yeah, we at the end of the year, there's not a lot of weeks left for the end of the year. <laughs> well, the Game of the Year awards are next week. Oh! There will be another coffee break before them. But okay. But they will stream. Um, you can watch them online, live, uh, December 7th. Nice. They have said that uh, there's a few changes where uh, world premieres for like trailers and stuff. It's no longer called world premieres. I was like, I guess that doesn't make much of a difference. Sure. <laughs> this is where I think Capcom would drop that trailer. Around where there's buzz around their games and, you know, Resident Evil's been nominated for several things yep. alongside uh, other Capcom games, I think. Like what? I did, well, I tried thinking of... No, never mind. <laughs> and then um, they're going to beef up security, so what happened last year cannot happen again. Nice. Good. 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 <laughs> uh, they said that they're open to changes as they keep going on throughout the years, so like adding new categories and stuff. Makes sense. Now back to this Resident Evil game, or Capcom game. I have a few theories. Devil May Cry 6... Ooh. A Dino Crisis remake. Ooh. Or, more realistically, it's that game they showed off last summer with the, the like, Oni. Yeah, that one looked so cool. Over-the-top uh, designs on all the monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way the character moves about in the world. And they have, like, a sword that just kind of, like, makes a, like... It's like a feather flame effect. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it would make sense because that did look really cool. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since we've seen it or heard anything about it. Mm-hmm. Man, I was thinking about like when Baldur's Gate 3 was first announced versus when it actually released. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, wow, a lot changed for me mentally. Just It was only a few months, but it was just like, huh, this game isn't what I thought when I first saw it, you know? Well, how long had they been working on it? years <laughs> yeah years and years i think the voice actors they mentioned it one time and i think it was three or four when they recorded their lines yeah that that doesn't mean building the game and working on the script mm-hmm. and then they because and there was also like you would regularly have to go back in and do new lines because sometimes things changed or they added new stuff so for like three years you're just constantly going back in and out to record the, uh, the guy who played Venom, or voiced Venom in the Spider-Man 2 game, mm-hmm. he came out recently and he said they only used like 10% of the lines he recorded. Damn. I guess that's why they fought really hard to unionize more. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, what about DLC? That's true. probably where you can get all those other lines. True, true, true. Venom, they've also teased that if you like Venom, we'll do a Venom game. Nice. So they probably have a nice back catalog of him voicing the character so yeah for the game of year awards 
I'm looking forward to the trailer and, of course, Resident Evil 4 winning the whole thing. <laughs> Priorities. Yep. Next week, we'll dive in more about our opinions on the Game Awards yeah. before they happen. Yeah, like our predictions and stuff. Yeah, I'll make sure we, we have a nice big segment about that. Nice. Hopefully nothing interesting happens between then and now. <laughs> With what? I don't know. Is that something that else will take a large chunk of time to talk about? <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Uh, recently, Assassin's Creed players, um, who've been just playing the game, I've seen footage of this too, the game will just stop and then an ad will pop up. Like, so this guy's playing Odyssey, which I'm like, it's 2023? Go back to the old faves, you know? <laughs> I guess it is an RPG, so you're supposed to do that? Yeah. I've also seen someone playing Valhalla and the same thing happens. And it was an image, still image, of, uh... Mirage, telling you it's on sale for That's Black Friday. so weird. Because, what? <laughs> I can think of something but like that. But in the middle of gameplay. Like, the only time I could think of something like that happening was, like, the browser games, like Adventure Quest. Did yep. you ever play that one? No. Uh, I loved it. When you started it, you were met with an ad, but usually for their other games. And then if you entered certain areas where you had to, like, pay their for their membership... You could enter those areas, and then you'd be met with an ad. But that was it, and that made sense because it was all online. How are they adding ads? You to... still have on. Um, you still have online connectivity. But like, that's so, like not at like do it in the very beginning, not so, randomly in the middle. <laughs> so yeah, they said it's a technological error on their part. Years ago, I remembered this. It was talks about putting live ads inside games it was back into 2010s it's something that shows up every now and then uh where like you'll you'll hear them talking about it like madden yeah when you're playing madden and you're in the arenas they wanted to actually have ads in the like so when you're playing you'd see almost like, like a sponsor yeah thing yeah they wanted that and that, that was probably the most unique idea I heard about it. That's the only one, like that, like racing games, you know, where they have like the billboards and whatever. Yep. That's the only thing I could think of where that could be very but, naturally integrated Yeah, to be it. natural. Here, and what some of them were talking about was, yeah, just stopping gameplay so that you would have to deal with an ad. That's so, to like completely ruin immersion also. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> it, It's why it doesn't, it's not a mainstream thing. Yeah. And it was kind of bizarre for Ubisoft to do this. But then again, Assassin's Creed Mirage was not met well. It's, it's also weird, because I'm going to guess, if someone's already playing an Assassin's Creed game... They know about Assassin's Creed other games. They probably have kept up with it. <laughs> uh, Skull and Bones. Oh. <laughs> and that fiasco. Uh-huh. That would be a really fun documentary if somebody were to make it. This is a long, laborious evolution of the game that never was. <laughs> yeah, and they still technically want to release it, but I, whatever. I, I, I won't hold my breath. <laughs> it's a bad look for Ubisoft. Have they had any good looks recently? No. Yeah. <laughs> and that's one of the weird things is... What was it? They did a uh, Mario plus Rabbids Spark of Hope, right? Yeah. That was supposed to be a big money maker. 
cool. That one flopped also. Super flop. No one wants Mario plus Rabbids. That's weird. It's like, who asked for this? It's like, who wanted Ruby mixed with the DC heroes? One person. The people who write the story. <laughs> because they're like, oh, I like the Rabbids. Wouldn't it be cool if the Rabbids were hanging out with Mario? Can we please do that? And Nintendo went, fine. <laughs> well, could Ruby hang out with Batman? Fine. <laughs> I bet that had to do more with Warner Brothers buying Rooster Teeth. And going, how do we get more people to watch Ruby. No, actually, they answered. They said that they asked to make this movie. <laughs> okay, well, Warner Brothers messed up. You should have said no. <laughs> they haven't been known for making great decisions lately. No, those jackets look like shit. <laughs> I was talking about Warner Brothers, but yes. Oh, yeah. Well, Warner Brothers has said that they are really going to remove Looney Tunes. Oh, they actually are doing it? Yeah, they're going to actually go through with it. I hope they get sued. <laughs> I hope they get sued for tax evasion or some shit. <laughs> There's something fishy's going on there, yeah, right? to keep making movies and then not releasing them. Because, I mean, Disney's not finishing their movies, but they're still releasing something. You know, like, what tax write-offs are you getting by not releasing a movie? That seems backwards. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like fraud. Yeah. Some people have gone out of their way to actually talk about how bad Warner Brothers has been. And... How they've screwed over so many directors and actors. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know who would want to keep working with them at this point. Other yeah. than uh, the people at Rooster Teeth who want to suck Batman's dick. <laughs> well, Gunn and Peter Safran are still there. Yeah, but that's because the things they want to do are kind of tied to Warner Brothers. <laughs> yes. And they kind of got free reigns on how to do it. Yeah. Talking about the DCU. We'll see. <laughs> Team Blooper, who is currently working on the Silent Hill 2 remake. Uh Team Blooper? Yeah, they're called Team Blooper. Horrible name. <laughs> they said uh, for all of us to remain patient about the game, even though it was announced a year ago. And why'd you announce it if it wasn't ready? You don't need to announce something yet. <laughs> they said that they are not in charge of any announcements. That is all Konami. I feel like corporations, and this is all corporations, not just the video game world, but all like media consumption corporations have just completely lost the plot when it comes to how to announce something. Mm -hmm. They either announce something like a year and a half in advance, so it feels like old news by the time it finally arrives, or they will only announce something like the week before it happens. So, it ha and then they're like, why didn't anyone watch this? So, so you know, no one noticed, no one knew. <laughs> True. Yeah, marketing has been pretty weak from major corporations. Yeah, I would say two months is a good time frame. Maybe Usually. four to, like, generate some buzz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, back to Warner Bros. <laughs> oh, there is no other Silent Hill 2 news other than that. That was just Team Blooper saying it's Konami's job and that you, that's them. What? Konami is dropping the ball? Oh, man, if only I had Hideo Kojima's Konami Tears mug to catch all this failure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds quite familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> all too familiar. <laughs> so, uh, back to Warner Brothers, HBO. The Last of Us Season 2 production has been pushed back. Oh, why? Because nobody wants it. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> it has to do with Pedro Pascal. Oh, he's been busy? He's super busy. He's been getting all the busies. Yep. He is currently working on Gladiator 2. What? <laughs> yeah, they're going to do Gladiator 2. When did Gladiator 1 come out? 
I was a little kid. Uh, that's that's Joaquin Phoenix doing the thumbs down thing, right? Yeah, he's the emperor. That was so long. I was like five or something. <laughs> he's been working on the script forever. Uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> what is his name? I am not going to remember it. Ridley Scott. Yeah, I was going to call him the artsy fartsy guy. He's not too artsy. He could be artsier. There, there's more artsy out there. Anyways, uh, yeah, so Pedro Pascal is working also on something called Fantastic Four. Yeah, apparently, rumor has it, he's gotten signed on to be Reed Richards. Well, even from what I was reading in here, they didn't even try and play around with the fact. They're like, no, he's in Fantastic Four. Yay! He took the money. <laughs> I don't, he's also like, he's become so encapsulated around the idea of dad, you know, with like Mandalorian. And now, Last of Us 2, or Last of Us, <laughs> he's just like, he's the embodiment of dad, and that is what Mr. Fantastic is supposed to be. The yeah. dad of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> now we gotta get a really good person to play Sue Storm. You gotta stand up next to Pedro Pascal. <laughs> the others are important too, but their romance, I think, is gonna be important. They don't have to be romantically involved. No, but they have to be the couple, you know? They're the mom and dad of the Marvel Universe, right? They're the first family. Yeah. <laughs> That's their title. Uh, I'm curious. I want to see Fantastic Four. I was excited when they announced it years ago. I really like the Fantastic Four. One of my first superheroes. Uh, John Hamm recently talking about wanting to play Doctor Doom. Could be interesting. I think he could do it. Against uh, Pedro Pascal, yeah. Yep. That would be a really interesting thing. It would be fun to just watch. I'm just thinking about his performance as Cyclone from um, Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick. And it's like, yeah, he, he could bring that, like, energy to it. <laughs> also, to me, I always thought Victor Von Doom was very charismatic. Yeah. And he can be, of course, full of himself, but he's supposed to be enigmatic because he's a business mogul. Yeah. The guy who played him... In the original Fantastic Four movies? Yes. He did a good job. Not amazing. Like, he kind of laid it on thick with the <laughs> secretly evil shtick. <laughs> if yeah, I remember he, correctly. Yeah, yeah, no, he did. <laughs> Heavy-handed. Yeah. But that whole movie, they, during the time of superhero movies, they didn't know what they were doing. You could still argue they still don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Not a lot of subtlety. Not a lot of nuance. Yeah. Kind of just laid it out there. <laughs> So, yeah, I just wanted to talk about Pedro Pascal. Yeah. And then more MCU, because we can't escape it. They just keep doing things. That's the problem. No, this this is not really about the MCU, but more about Taika Waititi. Oh, what's up with Mr. Waititi? Taika Waititi said he is not returning for Thor 5. Yeah. If they uh, do the option to do it. I did hear about that, yeah. I don't know what else he could do. He kind of... I liked Love and Thunder the first time, and then trying to watch it a second time, none of the jokes were landing at yeah. all. Yeah. That is not a movie you can watch multiple times, I'm going to say. <laughs> not everyone liked it, but everyone did enjoy Ragnarok, and some people consider it the best MCU film ever. It's really good. It's very, very good. Very beautiful. Mm -hmm. Very creative cinematography. So why is this so different from all the others? Why? We'll get into this, okay? Oh. Taika Waititi, at the time when they were looking for 
the Ragnarok tractor. Marvel chose him, and he wasn't too sure why. And he said something along the lines of, they must have been running out of options because I was definitely the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, like, what had he directed at that point? Like, he must have done something. That wasn't his directorial debut. I guess Jojo Rabbit came out first. He had some small things. I just don't know what they are. There's no way you look at Jojo Rabbit and go, I need that guy to do superheroes. Yeah, it's weird. It was a weird <laughs> choice. I do remember that. <laughs> uh, he also was strapped for cash. And his second kid was just born. Nice. And so he was like, fine, I'll take it. And so when he was working on Ragnarok, he, he said he never liked Thor. And even when working on it, he picked up a comic of Thor and tried to read it. Thor, and he still was not impressed with the character. I'll be honest, Thor is kind of boring. He's, mm -hmm. he's very regal. You know, a lot of grandioseness. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so why is Ragnarok the way it is? Because he brought in his weird New Zealander charm to it, mm -hmm. where he is a wacky uh, theater actor, really. Leaned into more comedy. Really gave Thor a personality. The personality <laughs> is to make fun of how stupid Thor actually is. Which I think is also a brilliant move, because it shows how much the character has grown and evolved. Just how much influence Earth has had on him. Where he lands and he's this stoic god of a man. And now he's sitting there going like, hey, bro, that's my friend from work and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that's a really cool way of displaying the evolution of the character. It No, he did a great job and he switched it up. I wonder what they originally wanted to do with Thor. Because they really were trying to make him the serious tough guy. I, that's just so boring. Cause, like, because Cap is already a serious yeah, tough guy. Yeah, right? It's... I was going to say Cap is your serious tough guy right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, especially when uh, Thor works good when he's, like, the over-the-top drama lord, when there's other people to bounce off of. A Thor movie on his own, the first two, I think, prove that Thor is not fun when he's the only character. <laughs> no, that's very, why he often has Loki with him. Yeah, very dry. <laughs> he said, uh, despite all of this, he had a great experience creating the film. Cool. The movies. He loved working with Marvel. He loved working with uh, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, they've they've made a great relationship with each other. He said uh, he has no hard feelings about if they do five and he's not part of it. Mm -hmm. he, he's just happy that he had that chance. Nice. And I thought that was just something cool to read about. That someone from the DCU directing actually walked away going, I had fun. So that's crazy because so much... Because you hear, like, so many Marvel movies feel very samey to each other. Yes. And you just hear about directors walking away, mm -hmm. or the director doesn't really matter because they all feel the same. And somehow they let Taika Waititi just do his thing, and ended up being one of the best movies they got. And ended up really elevating a character that needed to be elevated. Well, here's a weird thing. Before Ragnarok, there was Ant-Man. Oh. <laughs> and Ant-Man was supposed... It was written and it was supposed to be directed by Edgar Wright. Yes. Shaun of the Dead. Amazing director. Baby Driver. Uh, um, Scott Pilgrim. Hot Fuzz. Yep, yep. He has a very amazing eye for quick edits. Yep. So one of the most impressive directors ever. <laughs> Obscure comedy. 
immense respect. <laughs> but uh, he got into a big argument with Kevin, and he was just like, this is not going to work out. And I can bet they, they just wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do, which was his quick edits of serial comedy. Yeah, which I was like, that would have been a very interesting movie. It makes me think, why did you hire him? Like, if I walked up yeah. to Wes Anderson... And then he's like, yeah, I want the first shot to be, like, the character sitting, center frame, staring directly into the camera and saying a very long monologue. And I go, how, I don't want that. It's like, then why did you get Wes Anderson? (laughs) Yes. Telling Wes Anderson he needs to make Avatar. (laughs) It's not going to work out well. Uh, But, so, he leaves. They give the script to Adam McKay. Yeah. He directed and a lot of Will Ferrell comedies. Uh, he went on to do more serious things. It's weird, because you can tell from the get-go they wanted Ant-Man to be funny. Yes. That's why he chose Scott Lang instead of using Henry P- Pym. Which I think is a great choice, because Henry's boring. <laughs> so many of the original ideas for characters are boring as hell. True. Like Yeah, that's why I want, like, what did I call them? Uh, mini Avengers? <laughs> yeah, the Mini Avengers? Yeah, that's why I want that generation. Because I feel like as they kept going forward, they kept having more and more interesting ideas with these characters. And they're coming. They're on their way. Mm-hmm. There's already been big works towards them. I'm waiting. The X-Men are showing up, too. Well, I've got a lot to do. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's just a nightmare for them. Okay, it's box office trolls. Box office trolls. What what came out this week? Disney. Is it number one in the box office? Everything that's come out the week it has released has been number one for at least the last four months. So surely Disney's number one too, right? Nope. <laughs> Wish came in third place. Damn. Only making a total grossing in a four-day weekend. Holiday four-day weekend. Not to mention, this is the 10th anniversary of... 100th anniversary. 100th anniversary of Disney. Yeah. But the 10th anniversary of Frozen. Yes. Frozen came out during the same weekend. Yes. It dominated. It destroyed, broke records. (laughs) When Frozen 2 came out, came out this same weekend. Same deal. Broken records. (laughs) Frozen 2 has made over a billion dollars. And it's one of the highest, if not the highest grossing animated film ever made yes and then you got witch (laughs) and it's getting just horrible reviews i can't wait for it to come out because i want to review it that's been the main thing i keep talking about how i want to see it once it hits streaming because i want to review it (laughs) yeah everything i'm reading about it uh people are just like this is horrible it sounds from what i've seen it looks generic and bland and boring and empty (laughs) Some people are going to say uh, it's a failed attempt to make a cinematic universe between all Disney movies. Yeah, I feel like if they... I'm just so... I know her friends at, like, the store, whatever. She has friends, and they're the seven dwarves. And my mind immediately says, if you're going to reference Snow White, never go with the seven dwarves. Because that's seven whole characters you have to do something with. That's a lot of characters. And the worst thing is they all have to be that one dumb archetype. You can't do anything interesting. Don't do the seven dwarves if you're referencing Snow White, okay? (laughs) Puppy snoring, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I don't know if you can hear it. 
<laughs> so number one is actually the hunger games the ballad of songbirds and snakes oh that came out uh often just called ballad Mm-hmm. i've been hearing a lot of hunger games stuff on tiktok uh, weirdly nothing about this movie <laughs> a lot of stuff about like the past movies <laughs> well it's a prequel yeah people are enjoying it it's just i don't know how much there is to enjoy it's two and a half hours long and it's about the eighth or tenth hunger games i i have because i've been seeing so many tiktoks i have learned something about the tenth hunger games the tenth hunger games was such a disaster that that was when they decided to start making the hunger games more of like a like a show for people to enjoy Mm -hmm. like having more spectacle and like sponsors and stuff i don't know how what the disaster was but also starting with the 11th Hunger Games, that was when, like, the victors got more fanciful prizes. Like, you get, like, a house or something like that. Um, cool. The oldest current... It's just in the ghetto. The oldest... <laughs> <laughs> it's a house, but it's still in District 12. <laughs> um, the oldest character who we had met, who was a competitor in the Hunger Games, was in the second movie. She was the older lady who was on the same team with... Uh, the fish boy. Oh, I don't remember. <laughs> what? Do you not remember the dude who was a really good swimmer and he got a trident? I think his name was Finnegan or something like that. <laughs> we uh, we should rewatch the second one. Um, uh, okay. There was an old lady. She was on. Pretty team. sure you're talking about Alan Richman. Alan Richman. Yeah. What are you talking about? He's in Hunger Games too. No, but she was a competitor because in the second movie, all the prior winners had to fight again. Okay. And uh, so yeah, I haven't watched it in years. And so anything, and she was from the Eleventh Hunger Games. So anything, if I remember correctly, so anything from before her time, we don't know too much about, and that's when this movie takes place. <laughs> okay. Number two is Napoleon, the new. Oh. Ridley Scott movie, <laughs> starring Joaquin Phoenix. The one that people are really up in arms about because it's not historically accurate, and I'm like, no shit. Gladiator <laughs> wasn't that historically accurate either. What did you expect? <laughs> if you want historical accuracy, watch a documentary. <laughs> also, Ridley Scott said about French people, because <laughs> the French are really upset at how this movie was done. Yeah. He's <laughs> like... Why, why would it matter to me? They don't even like themselves. I, the quote I heard from Ridley Scott was, Oh, you think it's historically inaccurate? Were you there? No. Then just watch the movie. <laughs> well, I really hit them with that playground banter. <laughs> yeah. uh, number three, Wish, of course. <laughs> what losers. Number four, Trolls Band Together. Well, I didn't know this movie came out. Well, it's here. Again, that thing. They were only had ads like the week before. <laughs> Number five, Thanksgiving. It's a horror movie. Oh, yeah. Good for them. Number six, The Marvels. Oh. Oh, it's only been three weeks? Three weeks and only $76 million. Ooh, Disney, you have to do something. <laughs> well, that's why the MCU is taking a very big break. They have to really, like, put their heads down and, like, actually think about something. So there's only going to be two TV shows next year mm-hmm. for the MCU. Yeah. That's Echo and Agatha. Yeah. Coven of Darkness or Coven it's Diaries. Something like that. A which lot... will be around in Halloween time. Uh, unsurprisingly. A lot of people are really clamoring for a traditional 2D animated movie. 
Did you know you can find traditional 2D animation for characters from all of their 3D movies? Because what they do is they have a classic animator animating them traditionally with pencil and paper to like get a feel of what their movement would be. And then they just try to replicate it in 3D. And everyone's like, well, I want to watch that one. (laughs) Make that one. (laughs) What do you mean 3D? Like, uh, like how Olaf is 3D, <coughs> right? Oh, oh. <laughs> there's also, uh, footage of... Uh, sorry. There's also footage of, uh, Mirabelle from Encanto playing an accordion in 2D. And it's like, oh, that'd be very cool to see. <laughs> Why don't you do that, Disney? Oh, it's cheaper and easier this way? Okay. Well, years ago, they tried to make one faithful 2D animation... In honor of the traditional style, and that was Princess and the Frog. Yeah, but they didn't market it very good. Yeah, they did. Did they? Well, apparently people did not like the fact it was 2D. People do like the movie. There's nothing wrong with the movie. I've never heard anyone complaining about the art for Princess and the Frog. Well, everything was already becoming 3D. It was one of the last 2D films to come out as a major motion picture release. I guess, but I'm going to say everyone was saying that the best part was the animation and Disney didn't pay attention to what they said and they went, oh yes, clearly they didn't like it because of the animation. And they went, no, 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 you're not listening. And Disney's like, away I go to ruin all my money. (laughs) Uh, Number seven, the holdovers. I don't know what that is. Me either. Number eight, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. Wow, she's still going. <laughs> number nine, Saltburn. I don't know what that Me is. Me either. <laughs> and number ten, Five Nights at Freddy's. Woo! It is now officially Bloomhouse's highest grossing movie ever. Yep. Yay! It is their biggest movie yet. It is basically confirmed they will be doing a sequel. Like, they've all been very open about it. <laughs> Makes sense. This keep doing them i think we could do three films solidly i don't know if i would want to push it past three right now it's the only talk is making it a trilogy because like we could stretch it out like scream (laughs) but i feel like we're gonna get to the point where it's like okay we're done (laughs) well the problem with scream is how old it is yeah Ghostface Killer isn't really that exciting anymore. (laughs) And uh, the original guy who created it, Wes Craven? Yes. He's not around. Yeah. He passed away a few years ago, so it's kind of hard to keep that whatever he wanted it to be or felt like it should be Mm -hmm. around when, you know, he's gone. It feels like a regular teen drama romance movie. Mm Mm-hmm. But also, there's a killer on the loose. <laughs> yeah, isn't that every teen romance drama movie? Uh, I know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't remember the the killers in in a Breakfast Club. <laughs> Pretty sure it's the principal. Yes. <laughs> principal is definitely torturous. Did you know that when they were making uh, Scream, um, the ghost face killer wasn't a thing they made. It was just a. Uh, it was a generic mask you could buy. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't called Ghost Face Killer. It was called the Peanut-Eyed Ghost Mask. 
And then after the movies came out, they had to get like the licensing and trademark for it, and that's when they decided to call it Ghostface Killer. <laughs> Peanut-eyed killer? Yeah, because the eyes are sh- those like weird oblong shapes, and so they called them Peanut-eyed, if I remember correctly. Okay. So, yay. <laughs> hey, I love it when the neighbor's dogs bark so loud. <laughs> so, after Thanksgiving... It's the Friday after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Some people call it Black Friday. It's just a Friday. Mm-hmm. And my tradition is to put up my Christmas decorations and watch Christmas movies. Yeah. There were three. There are more than this, but there are only three movies that I decided to watch this year round. Mm-hmm. Brand new movies that went straight to streaming. You had mentioned them to me beforehand. And I was flabbergasted to learn these were the movies you were talking about. Well, some of them. <laughs> so, uh, Disney had Dashing Through the Snow. Yes. We'll get there. <laughs> Netflix brought out uh, Best Christmas Ever. Yeah, that's, that's what, with those periods after the words and everything. And then uh, Peacock brought out a movie called Genie, which yes. doesn't sound Christmassy at all. It doesn't, but you'd be surprised. Okay little break in there because of the dogs. <laughs> People just don't know what they're doing. For once, it wasn't our dogs. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, so, Disney's Dashing Through the Snow. Yes. Terrible name. Gonna say. <laughs> there is a Christmas movie that was made, like, in the 70s. Yeah. Called Dashing Through the Snow. This has nothing to do with it. It's so generic of a name. It is. Is there any snow in the movie? Because it very clearly is filmed, no, like, isn't. in July. <laughs> uh, this movie stars Ludacris. Yeah. And Little Rel. Uh, I'm gonna say, Little Rel really knocked it out of the park. Little Rel was a fantastic rendition of Santa. Yep, Little Rel plays Santa. I'm gonna say, Ludacris did the... I'm not gonna say he did the best he could. Because I feel like there was a point where he realized this movie wasn't really worth the effort. No, <laughs> I couldn't follow the plot. It was surprisingly all over the place. <laughs> and it was supposed to be a very simple plot. Ludacris hates Christmas. He ends up finding Santa. He realizes he thinks that this is a full-grown man who believes in Santa. Or that he is Santa. Because he's like a behavioral scientist. Yeah, he, he talks to a guy from the ledge he works, at the beginning. Yeah, he works with the police on cases about mental crises or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and so... He's trying to get Little Rel Santa to a, a place where they can take care of him. Yeah. And then, of course, there's a bad guy. Yeah, there's, like, a plot about, who like... Who has goons that are after him. They're like, it's, like, like, stealing charity money or doing things with taxes or something. And he uses, like, fake carolers to do so, which I'm like, that doesn't seem like... Like, that seems like a scummy thing, but not, like, an illegal thing. You know, you could technically just walk out there and do, like, your own group of carolers and ask for money. The thing is, I don't actually know anyone who goes caroling. Who actually goes door-to-door caroling? I've never seen that. (laughs) Church groups and, uh, like, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts? Okay, sure. (laughs) Oh, it's not a common thing to do anymore. No. It's because everyone, no one liked it. Like, it was always perceived as an annoyance in movies and TV show. It, it's annoying when you have to deal with it, too. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it was terrible. It doesn't feel Christmassy. 
No. It's I I would like to beg to differ. Little Rel and Ludacris do better in other roles that they play. Yes. Like I made the joke, it's kind of weird to see Ludacris without Tyrese Gibson, <laughs> which is a Fast and the Furious joke. I I, I mean. Yeah. I feel like Lil Rel, they definitely did the thing where it's like, you're a comedian, go. Do something funny. Just do improv. And you can see he's just trying. Doing his best. <laughs> yeah, which he's funny in uh, Vacation. Yeah, he's funny. Uh, uh, there was the Family other... Family Vacation? Vacation Friends? Vacation mm? Friends? With... Uh... John Cena? Yeah, John Cena. Yeah, he's funny in... There but was... he plays... Lil Rel plays the straight guy. Yeah. He, well, John Cena's the crazy wild one. Lil Rel usually plays the straight guy. And i it's weird to see him playing Santa instead. <laughs> Where he's not the straight guy. <laughs> yep. uh, they try to show us the North Pole or what magic is like, and that didn't work out. Although, uh, it's something that pissed they me off. summon the reindeer at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and they beat up the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. It was really weird. Uh, the thing that pissed me off was, because I, like, I was watching it, then I walked away to like help put up decorations and clean the house. And then I came back, and we were close towards the end of the movie. And Ludacris' character was still sitting there going, like, you're not the real Santa. And I'm like, he, like, got glitter sweat on you. He's yes. done, like, seven magical things. How do you still not believe? His farts <laughs> smell like cinnamon. Yeah, it, uh, that's the level of jokes you're getting with this one. <laughs> it is a Disney movie, but it didn't feel like a traditional Disney Christmas movie. Nah. So for me, I give it a three out of five. Yeah, also, and it's, it's going to sound mean to say, but that little girl who played Ludacris's daughter, who plays a major role in this movie. Because usually Christmas movies have some child character. Yes. Uh, she was not up to par, acting-wise. She did fine, but she wasn't amazing. <laughs> yeah, true. So then we watched Netflix's Best Christmas Ever. Woof. Man, I never missed Lil Rel and Ludacris more than when we were halfway through Best Christmas Ever. <laughs> it stars Jason Biggs. If you don't know who that is... You're probably too young. And if you do know who that is, but it doesn't ring a bell, it's because the last time you saw him, he was in American Pie. Yeah. He's the main character from American Pie. He's the guy who puts his dick in the pie. Hey, spoilers. That's the only thing that happens in that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then his wife is Heather Graham, who's actually seven years older than he is in real life. And I have, I've never seen this woman before. I don't think she's ever acted in anything I've ever seen. <laughs> Austin Powers 2? <laughs> I watched that when I was like seven. <laughs> uh, Boogie Nights? I've n Nope. Don't know it. Is she usually a comedian? Yeah, well, she does funny roles. Not this one. <laughs> uh, Hangover? Oh, where was she in Hangover? Stu? Uh, what's his name? Ed? Ed Holmes? No. Uh, I'm not going to remember. <laughs> His wife or fiance or something? Remember he elopes with that one girl in Vegas? No. It's been a long time since I've seen the hangover. Okay. Oh, she was the, the woman he eloped with. Anyway, she usually plays comedic roles. Okay. But, uh, so they get a Christmas letter from an old friend of theirs that they just don't talk to anymore. Yeah. And Heather Graham's character is upset because she's like, she's always talking about how great and perfect her life is, and I bet it's not. 
the kid kind of tricks them into going to their this friend's house for Christmas instead of going to their aunt's house. And they they get snowed in. And so, like it's impossible. And then like the next day all the snow's gone, but they're still staying. <laughs> yeah, they're still just hanging out. And the mom is Heather Graham's character is constantly trying to prove and she's breaking and entering into areas of the house. Yeah. She's stealing things. Yeah, she's oh. making a whole ass of herself. It really does. To just try to prove that my friend is not as perfect as she says she is. Even though, like, she's like, my daughter is a genius. And then her daughter walks up and she's clearly a genius. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so the friend has a daughter. And then they have a daughter and son. And the three kids get along. Yeah. And everything's fine. It's really... About Heather Graham's character just being a complete fucking bitch. Yes. And she's... So, and like, her... She... It's like her husband talks to their friend once. And then she's immediately fuming jealous. Mm-hmm. And it's like, did you like her? And it's like, I, she, I used to date her once a long time ago, but now I'm married to you. <laughs> and then she's like, how dare? How dare? And then she sees their, her friend's super hot husband yep. and then she spends all movie just drooling over him and it's like what do you mean <laughs> you get mad at him for talking to your friend yep <laughs> so the friend had an older son who's mm-hmm. not in the picture well we we're told that he is off somewhere in some foreign country saving the world <laughs> and then she finds out the truth and these are big spoilers for you because you need to know this that kid died yep and the whole thought of him being a different country was because the family was grieving so much they created a foundation to help support other kids and and the environment because that was what he was so into yeah he wanted to build a solar powered hot air balloon yes and i just so stupid (laughs) but the whole thing is she finds out that while she's trying to disprove that this person's life so perfect, it's not. She literally lost her firstborn yeah. son. Also, and she didn't tell any. Like she didn't. Like people know, but the family is there, like talking about Daniel. That's the son who died. And never once does anyone stop to think maybe we should clarify and tell this family who is staying with us for several days at least. That our son passed away, they, actually. <laughs> they actually do not need to disclose any of that. I guess they don't, but... Especially with how traumatic that would be. I guess, but also, like, I don't know. And it's a family <laughs> holiday, so they should be focusing on happier things. I can't... It, it was... Oh my god, I was like, what the hell? We shoehorn the fact that the son is dead this entire time. There's... Best Christmas ever. That's what it's called. And More it's like not. worst movie ever. <laughs> it was it was horrible. It was so boring too. Like just random Christmas things. Not even fun. Nope. The friend sang at one point in time and she wasn't very good, which is weird because apparently she's actually a vocalist. <laughs> yep. Uh so then with Peacock. Big yawn. Big yawn. (laughs) Genie. Yes. With Melissa McCarthy. Who plays a genie. Yes. A dad who's 
uh, caught up in his work life. And surprisingly British. Despite the rest <laughs> of his family being American. Um, ends up getting fired from his job and his wife takes their daughter to basically go spend Christmas alone with grandma. Yeah, like they're, they're separating basically. Yep. And he's upset and he ends up finding this old jewelry box where he tries to clean it up and voila, a genie pops out of it, which Yay. is Melissa McCarthy. Shenanigans ensue. Yep, I like how they don't bother doing the three wishes thing. There is a three wishes thing in there. It, it comes back around at the end, but I like how they just play around. Yeah, it's all just basically he uses the genie to try and create the perfect Christmas. Yes. And in doing so, he also teaches the genie about the way our lives are mm -hmm. because she's from a very ancient time. And also she has, because she's a genie, her perception is that people are just greedy yep. and selfish and they, they both learn together and it's actually incredibly cute. <laughs> uh, yeah. Most of McCarthy's character falls in love with pizza and Tom Cruise. Yeah. If it's actually very funny, which you should you should expect that given it's Melissa McCarthy. But there's some really good jokes in there every now and then, <laughs> like the Tom Cruise jokes. A lot. Of, it was when uh, they they I'm gonna uh, minor spoilers. They get arrested, and it's when she like runs to the intercom and just yells, "Floor is in the building. I'm here. I'm here." And it's like, oh, I thought that's what that was for. <laughs> <laughs> It was really good. Uh, if you watch any of the three, Genie is the one to watch. I don't want to spoil any more. It was cute in so many ways. <laughs> it was actually a really good movie. All the way from start to finish, you're like, this is a holiday movie. Yes. It, it really, despite not having some stupid dashing through the snow, okay, like that one Christmas nope. song. The Christmas montage was really fun. Yep. And uh, the bellhop, or doorboy... Is Mark Maron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's always talking about multiverses yeah. and his cats. He's very cute in this movie. He's very, he's very cute. Oh, little old man in this movie. <laughs> it was kind of fun to just see him play a really chill character. A nice happy one. After Hot Off the Heels of, what was the last thing he did? He was the snake in Bad Guys. And then he was Lex Luthor. So yeah, seeing him doing something that's not like an angry villain type character. <laughs> well, before that, he had that one indie film where he was... The owner of a pawn shop? Yeah, that one was weird. That went almost nowhere. Yeah. That was just weird. And he's the director of Glow. Yeah. Not the... He didn't direct Glow. He... He's, he plays the character who, in-universe, is the director of the show's version of Glow. <laughs> yes. Where you can see some of his very funny comedic talents. Yes. His first open... Like, people say, like, the first line a character says is crucial... And his first line is a perfect example of that. <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> I loved how just aggressive he is about it. Do you, and... do you remember his first line? What was it? It was, well, I said I'd do anything, so here the fuck I am. <laughs> uh, so I've talked about Yellowstone. And a Yellowstone spinoff came out recently. Yeah. And I caught up with it. It's still ongoing. It's no longer a Yellowstone spinoff. It's its own thing. Which I think is a good choice. It is a good choice, but it definitely feels like Yellowstone. It, it is still a Western. Cowboys. Yep. It's a <laughs> fictional telling of the real U.S. Marshal, Bass Reeves. 
Yeah. Who is the first black U.S. Marshal. Cool. He, historically, he never got hurt yeah. during his time as the Marshal. And he captured over 3,000 people. I'm, I'm going to be honest, watching the show just made me want to watch a documentary about the actual Bassarees yes. <laughs> rather than watch this show. <laughs> the show deals with uh, uh, racism and slavery. Uh, it's the end of the Civil War. Unsurprisingly, you know. <laughs> uh, they did get one thing right about Bass, besides him being black character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that was the bare minimum. Well, before any of this ever happened, he did run away as a slave. Yeah. And so a lot of that catches up for what the story actually is. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. It's ultra-violent. Yes. There's some really gruesome shots in there. Which is weird, because Yellowstone isn't all that violent. There's a lot of shooting and blowing up, but in this one, you're seeing blood and guts. Oh, yeah, well, there's no explosions in this one. It's just, like, hatchets and there, like, there, old revolvers. <laughs> there was kind of an explosion. It, it was pretty horrible. I'm not going to go into it. But mm-hmm. if you like westerns and you kind of like the violent stuff... It's actually kind of fun to watch. I'm going to say Yellowstone and its main spinoffs lean more towards, uh, like, <laughs> dramatic romance mm-hmm. in its uh, categorizing. Lawman Bass Reeves, or I've been calling it Bassman Law Reeves, uh, definitely has no real romance to it. I'm going to call it action. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a western. Action, thriller, western. Yep. Pure all the way through. <laughs> I give it a, a good recommendation, especially where I was getting to. I was like, oh, this is going to be really scary. Well, you're close. How, how many episodes are here left? I think there's ten, and I've already seen five. Oh, that was only five? Yeah. Oh, each one's like an hour. That's yep. what it was. <laughs> I'm like, that took us all day. And I, wasn't, I didn't even watch the first few. <laughs> we finished Goosebumps. We did it. It was, it got better. <laughs> It got better, but then it ended. <laughs> and you they and really want a second season. Yeah, I was just like, that was the ending? I feel like they felt like this could be their answer to Wednesday. No. This was their time to capture that same market as Wednesday and Stranger Things. It was Stranger Things. This is all trying to be Stranger Things. I feel like the reason it got better towards the end was because the characters stopped quipping, <laughs> which was the worst part every time a character they, opened they their also, mouth. <laughs> they also became friends. Yeah. They had to become friends over the horrible circumstances that they're going through. And the main villain showed himself. Yeah, all three of them. <laughs> well, I'm talking about Slappy. Mm-hmm. Slappy is in it. They made him somehow even more scarier than he was before with that real hair of his. Yeah. He is an actual puppet that's moving. Mm-hmm. So he's an animatronic. I, I do appreciate that they did not cheap out on Slappy. <laughs> and, yes, yeah, Slappy. I mean, they, they were adapting... Uh, Night of the Living Dummy. Yeah, really, like, like way more. Like, it unlocked memories inside me that I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the magic, the magician. The spell. Magic words. Like, I was like, oh my god, I remember this. <laughs> uh, Justin Long continued to do good. The kids got better. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We felt like we were driving towards a place, and like I said, it just it stops. Well, the, the last two episodes really feel like... They weren't supposed to be there. Like, it felt like they were like, we don't know if we'll get a second season, so we'll put the first two episodes of season two here. 
That's what it felt like to me. And then they kind of was able to, like, tie it a little bit more throughout the rest of the season-ish. Not really. <laughs> yeah. I saw nothing about them trying to bring it back for a second season. But it's also too early to say anything. So technically, they won't announce any of that stuff till late spring, early summer. 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 Big ol' summer. <laughs> uh. I, I did, like, the best part was we got a cameo from R.L. Stein, which was fantastic. Yep. And he talked about the beginning, the middle, and the twist. Yep. I'm going to say that ending wasn't a twist. Nope. It was a cliffhanger. And there's a difference. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what bummed me out. Because Goosebumps the movie. Yeah. It's been out for years. There is a beginning, middle, and twist. Mm -hmm. And the twist at the end is you find out that the girl that they were with the entire time was actually a ghost. And that's one of the books. That's the ghost next door. I read that one. <laughs> and it was pretty cool. It's sad. Yeah, that's how it was in the books. You don't realize. But it was really cool because she was with them the whole time. And then yeah, at the end, she had to reveal that she wasn't real. Dang. That's so cool. But uh, he was able to talk to R.L. Stein, who's played by Jack Black. Yeah. Who wrote the book so that they could. Basically, she goes to school with them. Yeah. She's still around. Mm -hmm. And that's how that movie ends. And that's that's that fun twist right there. Yeah, the twist. That was, that was the thing that made reading Goosebumps fun. Because you read it, and it is a, a nice, thrilling adventure. You see your hero, and then they do something unexpected, and then they have to overcome certain obstacles. And then there's always that part, right at the end, where it just leaves you thinking about it for a while. Yep. <laughs> and then... We got our hands on the Frasier reboot. Yeah. They... We've talked about Frasier. We've talked about sitcoms. Mm-hmm. We just finished watching Frasier, like, a month or two ago. We just Spend finished... more time than that. Has it really? Yeah. Damn. I told you. It just started flying by. Yeah, we just very recently watched all of Frasier from beginning to end. All, was it ten seasons? Nine, I think. It was a lot. <laughs> <sighs> How do I go about the reboot? It's Frasier, but it's not. It 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 did surprise me how much it feels like Frasier. But while it's still not Frasier. It, we talked about um, How I Met Your Father several it times. It has a lot of that. It How I Met Your Father, you can kind of see that it's painfully trying to be like How I Met Your Mother. Mm -hmm. With Frasier, it's feels more effortless like it's like just naturally being like Frasier well it also helps that your main character is still Kelsey Grammer yes also known for playing the beast uh-huh and he also has been directing episodes so he has a heavy hand in production I think it's amazing that he's the only returning character Freddy technically but Freddy wasn't a he's, character <laughs> he's not the returning character not well, the only one he's not uh, Lilith oh yeah his ex-wife which is Freddy's mother uh but in the main cast he's the only guy like everyone it's it's freddy and then freddy's roommate and then his like two colleagues mm -hmm. at harvard and uh and like yeah no one it's it's you can find parallels between these characters though yes um like also Roz. uh-huh who used to be his producer for his radio show mm-hmm she will come back. Yeah. She's coming back. So we will see another character. 
I think the thing I like is that Freddy has kind of taken on the role that Martin had being um that's like, Fraser's dad yes being like the sporty one doesn't want to do the the artsy things big into sports and drinking beer and going to the pub and whatever but he's also a firefighter but now uh, yeah and Martin well, was a cop yeah. <laughs> but now it's the dynamic of rather than it being his dad it's his son which I think really changes things a lot and makes it very interesting very heartfelt several times it's already been very like it pulled at your heartstrings a lot yeah, he also has to take care of his nephew, which is Niles and Daphne's son. Yeah, David. David. David is a dolt, just like Daphne. It's a what? Dolt. Dolt, like Daphne. Da- well, I guess she was. <laughs> <laughs> He's very um, like he he has no social skills. True to his heart, but mm-hmm. it, everything Fraser and Niles talked about how they were when they were going to school, you see come to life with David. Like, doesn't know how to talk to people, doesn't know how to talk to girls. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't feel like you need to watch Frasier, the original, to enjoy this one. You'll miss some jokes. Like, they'll make some kind of obvious references. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can catch on pretty quickly what they're alluding to. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's true, yes. Also, I don't know who would be watching this who hasn't seen Frasier. Yeah, true. <laughs> I, I mean, if you were bored and you don't want to go through all of Frasier... Which you should. It's good. <laughs> you should watch it. <laughs> well, before you get to Frasier, you need to, I would say, develop some... Uh, Vernacular. <laughs> Yes, you need to know what Fraser and Niles will say because they are very... That's the first step. If you don't know what the word vernacular means, you need to get on our level. <laughs> uh, also, Fraser's really fun and is... I totally agree that it's the dark horse of sitcoms. It really is. Because sitcoms are slapstick funny and witty, right? Yes. And Fraser will have those moments. Sure. But then you'll have really intense, because they're psychiatrists, they'll talk in their jargon. Yes, it's a lot of dry. But they're also upper class people. It's a lot of dry wit. It's a lot of references to things most people don't know the reference to. Yeah. Like when they're alluding to a certain, like, Hamlet or or something like that. Yeah, often, uh Shakespeare and Older literature. Um, Which, if you do get the reference, it's great, but not many people do. So... Not many sitcoms lean into those things. <laughs> and I would say the greatest sitcom of all time is Seinfeld. I totally agree with that. What? No. <laughs> it's hilarious. I... The second greatest sitcom of all time is Friends. I would say Friends is up there. And then I would say Frasier is the third. Frasier is up there. You haven't watched The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I think you're sleeping on it. That's going to be the next sitcom you study. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. I think you should. I think you. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, and you'll be kicking yourself that you haven't started see- watching it sooner. Okay. Okay. It's one of Will Smith's only good performances. <laughs> There's still Wild Wild West. I didn't say his only. I said one of his only. <laughs> so. Uh, you'll see more things come out for this channel for Resident Evil because I never finished those up. Oh, you didn't? No. I forgot. Dang. <laughs> uh, it's just draining playing the game so many times and then doing it this time around. You should have done it with your Infinite Rocket Launcher. You would have had more fun. I mean it. <laughs> it, w- it probably would have been done already. Probably. 
I do plan to make a edit, a full video edit of the Resident Evil Garbage Eggs History Part 2. I think that's going to be a good one. You can look at the one that is up. It's only audio. Mm-hmm. So you can hear us talk. It's a lot more loose. Classic than, podcast style, yep. Than the, uh, the original one where I tried to put actual facts in. Yeah. It's not that I'm telling you nonsense facts. These are just facts that I know. Yeah, this one's more like just chatting about a thing rather yeah. than reporting on it. Yeah, and I just wanted... I felt more stressed writing the first one. Well, the second one, I was just like, instead of writing it, why don't I just talk about it? Yeah, because you already also knew all the facts. <laughs> get to, you got If you listen to it, you gotta get to the part where, where Rambo reveals that he just knows the dates when every video game ever has come out. That's not true. <laughs> it's, 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 you know the dates of many games when they come out. <laughs> you didn't have the info up on screen. You just know it. <laughs> video games are more important to me than movies. I don't blame you. <laughs> uh, I still love movies. Obviously, that was the point of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Next week, because of the Game of the Year awards, we will focus nicely on those. Yep, primary, which is great because I don't think anything else is coming out anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, I mean... We're kind of in the winter months. It's the no one, no one wants to release anything because it won't make it in time to people's top ten best lists of the year. Yeah. Oh, weird thing about video games. Hmm. Studies show that kids are preferring. It's all over the internet right now. Hmm. But I found this very interesting. Kids would rather have game subscriptions, and in-game currency, than physical copies of games. Dang. So we might see. I think it would be more like PC games. You know how you can find physical copies of them? But it's just easier to download it. It's just download it. Go get Steam and that's it. Even right? now, that's a problem. Where I'm like, it's just easier to download it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't blame them, honestly. Yeah. Because it's, what do I do? Stand there in front of my shelf and stare at my games? Or do I just sit and go through the much bigger library of games I've already downloaded? You know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, well, that was coffee break. I hope you guys enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Have a good week. Stay safe. It's almost finals. Drink, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, there's the looming monster at the end of the road. Yes. Don't get too stressed. Stress out. Don't. You will fail. D- don't stress out. Lose sleep over it. It's a stressful time. Don't get... Stop eating. It's what's making you waste your time. No, no. Get sleep. Eat eat right. (laughs) Bye. Bye.